Hello and welcome to Four Points In, the podcast where myself, Tom Robert Shaw, Nick Jones and Red Davis get together, have a beer or two and chat about the latest goings on in the world of technology. This week is a pretty interesting one, if I do say so myself. This week you catch us just before Nick and I announce our agency being acquired. So we are explaining to Red our thought process um, and yeah, well, really the re- reasons behind it and well, where we're looking to, to continue growing. So I think that'll be very interesting. And then we bounce around quite a few other t- topics. We, obviously we talk about our favourite one, Bitcoin, and its electricity consumption, uh, about how computer scientists might get into that and what they study at university. I do have to air a word of warning. Our beer tasting session doesn't go as well as it has done in the previous weeks. Um, it goes a bit risky and there's quite a bit of swearing uh, at through distaste with, with, with Nick's choices. So, so with that warning, let's do this. Yeah, I, I rip McDonald's actually. Wow. Not, not a bad <laughs> burger. It's not a bad burger. I'm more of a Burger King person. Okay. Plus one, actually. I'd, I'd stick Burger King above McDonald's. Yeah, I like a big McDonald's taste. McDonald's is like a squashed Burger King. Yeah. I like smash burgers, though. Smash burgers, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a different world. It's like <laughs> yeah. restaurant burger, isn't it? With yeah. a new price. Um, I like the double-double. Double-double. Triple-double. 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 Triple, double. Triple, double. Triple, double. Wait, what? <laughs> what is it? Two patties? Yeah, you some cheese. In basketball... Right, you have stats. You have points, assists, rebounds, Ooh. steals, blocks. <laughs> getting a double is getting double figures in one of those. Getting a double double is getting two double figures. Getting a triple double is getting three figures. Three sets of two figures. That's how you remember it. It's a play of fucking basketball. Okay. Yeah. Do you think they do you think do you think they know that? Yeah, because they call it who the fuck would call it a triple double otherwise? Because it's got three bits of cheese. But it's not in very memorable, baddies. is it? <laughs> well, no, because I can never remember what it's called. <laughs> oh, well, maybe they didn't, but there you go. Maybe we should ask them. I'll write a letter. Yeah. Wait between them. I guess it is a Smashburger. I wish I had more money because, like, I bought some Bitcoin at 4.8k, like, when we were in Mage Titans. Yeah. And now it's at 5.8k. Like, mm-hmm. we could have, like, you know. Is that really you would put more in there? Because I've been, if I've been I, waiting to put more in there, but I've been waiting for a drop. And if drop I had like, more disposable income, I was willing to take more risks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, there's some other ifs in there. Yeah, isn't there's, there's a lot. Looks like it's just about to. It's on a peak, is it? Man's peaking. Uh, it dropped around the failed uh, segwit like fork, yeah. and then has kind of come up a bit. Um, I think the the alts, other currencies, have peaked a little bit around then, and have dropped down a little bit again. Yeah, Ethereum's. Kind of, hasn't it? Yeah. One of the good old Litecoiners. The <laughs> topics around Bitcoin was um, the amount of electricity that it's using, and that the, yes. the Bitcoin miners are now using more electricity than uh, what was it? I remember seeing a percentage, which was ridiculous. Because um, what's uh, I think uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's the guy who founded BitTorrent. Oh, company or something um, he's making like an eco-friendly brah. Brah. <laughs> brah. who Brian? invented BitTorrent okay, who invented BitTorrent okay, I found Cohen. fuck you and your brain <laughs> <laughs> so certainly Bitcoin mining is in terms of countries 
uses more electricity than Ireland. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? What a waste. It's about 10% of... It matches about 10% of UK energy use. All Fuck. On, all on... Earning <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah. It's a shame it's not solving... It's just solving really hard maths problems instead of... Or really hard, useless maths problems instead of really hard, useful math problems. <laughs> yeah. That would be quite cool. I guess it, it, some people would argue it is, but... So what is it solving, though? Well, it's, it's a, a use case of... Yeah, but the blockchain and, and anything based on that. And so people would say the value of creating a currency that it's is independent of yeah. government is very valuable. Right. Um, yeah. Arguable. <laughs> um, Can you remember? Do you have a... Well, yeah, there is a proof of... Is it proof of uh, stake? Uh, which is an algorithm that I've only like, read into once and so I cannot explain it. Um, but instead of doing complex calculations, uh, it works... The proof algorithm works differently, and it uses elect- uh, less electricity because it's not making everyone do the work. Mm. Um, you essentially, I think, it's essentially your your when you want a transaction to be done, you're kind of committing more money um, so that if it's found to be wrong, you lose more, and so there's like a disincentive to to commit fraud um, in, on the system, um, and that is cheaper than everyone doing all of this work. And I think it's the thing that um, Ethereum is planning on moving to in the next year. Um, was moved to, moved to proof of stake. But uh, yeah, I don't know enough about. Uh, yeah, I'm amazed how little I know about cryptocurrencies, given how big they are at the moment. Given how much money you spend on them, you mean? Yeah, on that. <laughs> True. It does seem to be a thing that I you can easily just scratch the surface. So there's just so much to keep like learning about it. Mm. It's just yeah, enormous. and most people like won't won't learn about it and that's that's right um, yeah but what do we how many people need to learn what to be confident in it and to continue pushing it forward yeah um, yeah I wonder if they teach it at uni yet in CompSci yeah I actually had a question about that from a, from a friend in terms of what uh, there's an interest in what, what we are learn, uh, what we do learn at university um, sometimes around the ethics sort of stuff but in terms of people that are excelling with machine learning AI and blockchain now those are the kind of two sort of topics that are most people are yeah. really spending a lot of time on where does that uh, fit in university education and the software engineers that are coming out of university uh, what do they what knowledge do they have um, and certainly from my experience at Bath there is in the final year one module you can take on uh, cryptography which I think is gets you most of the way to blockchain um, it's certainly a, a few extra steps on top of that as far as I understand the idea is still much much the same mm. um, then and we have like one, I think we had one module or one class that within a module that was on more the ethics side of things, which comes into play when it comes to machine learning, but it's still very like basic. Um, and in terms of machine learning, like there was, there was no neural network stuff, but there were, there were algorithms for like image manipulation, like edge tech detection, um, like a little bit of like image recognition mapping stuff. Um, and a little bit of like Bayesian, so if you go more into the math side, yeah, and that's about the extent of it. And that's at like a university that gets very high um, regard um, when it comes to computer science in the UK. Um, there's only sort of like Imperial, Cambridge, um, and a couple of others that are kind of above above Bath. You have their different different um, priorities. Bath is more of a software engineering life software lifecycle as opposed to hardware. But okay, yeah. there's like it's, it's you know it's like bias, um, but no, there's not there's not an awful lot in terms of what is taught at the university. It's, it's um, 
a range of other sort of basic topics and then what happens afterwards is mm-hmm. kind of up to you. Yeah, I wonder if it would fit into databases and stuff. Because I guess it is. Yeah. I kind of you know, do, a, do a couple of lessons on it. I think it would be a good thing to start teaching people. Yeah, I can appreciate why like our particular degree didn't teach much in terms of web because it was trying to teach us more the foundation between different programming languages what you know why the history of them why they came about what their biases were and why mm-hmm. and that led us to understand more about why they're used but also means that when new languages come about it wasn't about kind of getting with the times or like moving with trends it's just yeah. recognizing them seeing okay they've made these decisions in the creation of it and this is what it's going to be slightly better for um, yeah. and, and so be it. So I think that that has taught me like really well, but I think, I don't think the same can be said for like some of these technologies, um, like the neural networks and blockchain. I think they are, they're a little bit more sort of foundational mm. that you would need to be taught. They're not just a, yeah. they're not just a new play on old things. Um, that's quite a big change. I think it's definitely one that I'm sure people will be looking to get into, um, into degrees. Um, and coincidentally, I'm actually on the industry advisory board for the Science, and I forgot about that. Oh, so nice. I'll be going in December. So maybe you should advise them from industry, mate. And yeah, tell let them me just let me just play you this clip from a really good podcast I've been listening to. Do <laughs> <laughs> <Long>. sponsors? <laughs> it's probably time to get onto a beer. We're um, I'm trying to get rid slow. of this coffee. <laughs> Sink his coffee goes bottoms up. All right. So this week, we do something a little different. Went into Indie Spirits, shout out Indie Spirits, Bath. Asked them for a, a bit of a weird beer. He recommended some Black Forest Gato Imperial Stout. Okay. Um, I'm nervous. Yeah, I know you guys are like 10 ABV, I've just seen the 10%. percentage, yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, <laughs> so also cost £5. Yeah. <laughs> 10% AB. Like, that's, that's fair. Ridiculous. Um, well, you've gone for like a, a pudding theme. Yeah, so I've got three beers today. Got a, a Black Forest Gato Imperial Stout. We've got a Blueberry Maple Stout. Again, stouts. I can see the, the thrill in your guys' eyes. Um, uh, a Lemon and Vanilla Cheesecake Wheat Beer, which I fucking hate. So you can, uh, <laughs> I already did a little bit You might love it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, let's, uh, let's get some... Oh, on the nose. Oh, boys, that's strong. <laughs> Sounds like a spirit. Northern Monk. Is that the brewer? Yeah. Oh, look that at is dark. Color. I had coffee that was lighter than Trickle. that. Treacle. It's thick as well. It is like my chocolate milk. Hit the nose. What are we saying? <sighs> it smells awful. Can't really smell it. Doesn't smell this. very nice at all. I think it kind of smells like it's going to be a bit. It's going to be quite sweet. Oh god. Okay. Shouldn't be this nervous about a beer. Oh, yeah. no, fuck. <coughs> not feeling any Black Forest Gato in that. <laughs> it's like Black Forest Gato where the worst bit of the cherries and this is all cherry. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't right. I I, uh, find it actually that bad. Really? <laughs> it's strong. I don't think it's the thing. I wouldn't drink a whole can of it. <laughs> yeah, it's very cherry and it is quite creamy. Yeah. I think it doesn't help bringing it straight off to a coffee. Alright, let's, uh, let's try this lemon cheesecake. Oh, fuck. Actually, I take that back. It's fucking disgusting. The second taste. Mm. Well, you're fucking breaking this fucking bottle opener. It did. And this tasted better because it was mixed with coffee. You did request some um, strange beers, so yeah. you got what you requested. Oh. That was a waste of five pounds, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, check out that, that one. Color. That one looks drinkable. The wheat beer. 
Yeah. I assume it smells sweet, giving this lemon and vanilla cheesecake. What's, what's on the nose? On the nose? On the nose. That's a fair liquid. That was another waste of flavour. This was. Still, it still tasted black forest cat. I, I fucked up, yeah. It's okay, we've got one bit. That one's alright. That one does taste a bit like washing up liquid. Yeah. But not it's not too strong, whereas the cherry was really strong. Very, very gassy. Whoa. Holy shit, that's blueberry. Blueberry everywhere. Yeah. That's like pancakes. Yeah, it does. Blueberry maple stout. Excuse me. That was a deep, a deep black forest cattle burp. Well, that smells very, very sweet. I don't want to drink it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that cheesecake one was actually oh. pretty nice. Yeah. Whoa, that actually smells like a, a pancake. That is very sweet. They're not bad, though. It's not bad. Right, you've gone for the dessert theme. I think you've succeeded. I'll, I'll take one for the tea. Oh, really? Do you like this? You like the black forest one, right? No, not the second taste. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you backed out of that one pretty quick. It's very sweet, isn't it? Really sweet, yeah. So this one is, I can't pronounce, Sorgatuck Brewing Company in Michigan. Whereas, where's the cheesecake one from? Grandma's Cooking. Oh. I don't know. Oh, that is horrible. <laughs> there, there is there is a bread beer left on his desk. <laughs> you only buds left in the cupboard. You legit did. That is so yeah. sweet. Oh. Yeah, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm no, I would say I'm it was glad a fucker, of, glad of having the experience, but I kinda, we do need a backup. We need backup beers for when <laughs> our experiment goes wrong. I'm glad you didn't get three. I don't think each. we. Yeah. I don't want to drink any of these. I don't think we ever presumed that they're going to taste good, did we? Maybe that kind of Russian did. one. I thought this would, yeah, I thought the Black Forest Gallery would be quite nice, but Tom's gonna fucking chill with it. I yeah. quite like that one. I think I need a drink of water. Right. <laughs> Pick your poison then, lads. I'll take this one, I guess. Got in, Tom. Really? Take, uh, <laughs> I'll take one for the team. <laughs> this, this well, actually, Nick's taking one for the team. This may be a shorter episode than yeah. normal. <laughs> oh. At least I won't be slurring after this drink. But if I had that one, oh, I can feel the headache coming already. Yeah, same. Uh. <laughs> we don't have to drink it. I know, uh, I know we're British and we don't like uh, wasting beer, but... Uh. <laughs> well, should we crack on? Yeah, what's, what's going on in the world of Nick Jones and Red Davis this week? Uh, I went bowling yesterday. You went bowling? <laughs> yeah, bowling. cool. It's a new bowling alley in Bath. This, uh, this episode is sponsored by Bath Bowling Alley. <laughs> um, yeah, what else has been happening? We've How's been your, doing... Uh, forecast up money stuff going? Yeah, good actually. We've been sort of been sort of focusing a lot on marketing and things like that. Um, I guess going sort of two routes at the moment. One of which is we're looking into like content marketing or just basically having useful content for our customers and potential customers. Yeah, which is basically involved as finding uh, someone to write content for us. And yeah, we got them on people per hour again. And part of the package was a hundred blog post ideas and then right. they will write 10 blog posts out of whichever ones we want um, and how much is that if I may ask <sighs> I can't remember one handy wasn't it is that a handy <laughs> that was a handy fucking handy <laughs> one, one Hyundai <laughs> I think no was I think it, it was like two handy oh two handy what for 10 blog posts like coming no, right maybe it wasn't I think it was maybe one it was handy. one handy yeah. one handy 50 <laughs> <laughs> 1.5 handy yeah, 
It was around there. It didn't seem too ridiculous because I I figured the amount of time it would take me to try and write this blog post anyway. Yeah, I mean, for um, like one blog post, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we've been given the 100 ideas and we're basically now just cutting down. Because how we sort of want, we want to do a sort of a course idea. Oh, yeah. Um, so we kind of want them sort of connected in the same sort of theme. So I guess sort of like financial management for freelancers. Um, you might learn something. Of, yeah, I might learn something. Oh, I have learned something. <laughs> uh, in terms of like investing uh, spare cash or anything like that and pensions. Yeah. And that's something that we've been bad at is actually making use of money that's in the bank. It's always oh, yeah. the balance of tying some of it up, but yeah. it's something that we've... I think we tried to a couple of times, then as soon as there was some friction in the process, we gave up. Yeah, I, I actually asked Nick the other day if you if you guys have ever done it, because um, it's something I'm looking to doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been speaking to Jez, who does with my pension as well. So mm-hmm. I need to have a another proper chat with him, sort of see, because there's actually quite a lot of options. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're making a sort of course, um, which people can subscribe to just on the website and stuff, but then we'll also have it in the blog. Um Continue to be focused on agency owners? Yes, like freelancers and small business oh, yeah, owners, course, like yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're doing at the moment. Hopefully those posts should be done, or at least we start getting them this week. Um, once we pick them, I got on my, uh, my web, web tools and I was making a blog, po- uh, blog, uh, forecast blog. Red wrote some HTML. Yeah. Ooh. I, yeah, I, that go. I cracked out the jackal. Got, got some tables going. <laughs> no, I didn't. Do, I basically just copied and pasted Hector's uh, CSS on HTML. Wow, that's um, called copyright fraud. Yeah. He did write it for me though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had done the original marketing site, which was we had just done it as a page in the Rails app. Yeah, but then we wanted to be able to easily update the blog or whatever, so we yeah. just sort of separated the app and the. Oh, is in like a blog site. subdomain or? We've actually put the app on a subdomain, oh, so yeah. okay. the marketing site is forecast on money, and then the subdomain is. The app is the the is app is this beer's uh, <laughs> hitting me really. Yeah. I can't feel my can't feel my lips. Got a proper, got a proper slur on. My dot forecast. My. I think whatever I think, it is, I think you need to change this other domain. My dot forecast. Forecast. My dot forecast dot money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's where that that is where the app's pointing. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're doing at the moment. And then also I'm, um, been sort of looking for, cause I use a, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> trying to drink this beer. I use a, for my freelance. I'm fucking throw up. <laughs> so, it's horrible. Okay. Composure. Yeah, that's actually, this, this whole splitting out the marketing and the upside is probably something people should do hmm. earlier in like the, um, the lifetime of the app because it's something that you're going to want to do eventually is like move a lot quicker on the marketing side and not affect the stability of the um, of the thing that people are using and paying for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think next time I start something new, I'll do this. I've been thinking that more um, on a much smaller scale for me in terms of I want to like rebuild my blog on my website. At the moment, all of the content is essentially in Markdown, which isn't a bad thing. Um, but I do like the idea of moving to it being in a like API or like in like let's have something for managing blog posts and writing them. Um, and then something that I can just replace the front end and it's always got, you know, exactly where to. Same idea of what we're, we're thinking about with Magento and e-commerce is, yeah, 
systems that change at a different speed shouldn't shouldn't be coupled together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh yeah, my blog content like that. The system I use to manage the content doesn't have to change as regularly as the front end. So, um, and there are a couple. I think is it Contentful API or something like that. I don't know um, the names. So there was a couple out there, but um, yeah, like there's there's not many systems that are completely focus around that. So then you get then you get to choosing a system and only using it for its backend and making sure it has a really good API, and then just happen to choose a different system and mm. and have the backend be pointing to the other system. But yeah, just it's not like I have uh, any real need to move away from Markdown, but it, the, I think there is still that you know, ease of ease of editing. Um, even if I have the knowledge um, to be able to like yeah. edit files, it's sometimes still nicer to, to not have to do it that way. Yeah, I quite like a, a, to use one of the blog Mac apps to like store drafts and shit on my computer instead of having to do like yeah a github commit and worry about formatting and like kicking jekyll up and testing it and yeah all that stuff so anything that lowers the barrier to like writing stuff is mm-hmm. good yeah yeah in terms of that and removing the friction from writing like my most productive writing periods are when i'm normally when i'm traveling like going through airports or something and i've not got like wi-fi so there's, there's no distractions but also using the notes app um, yeah. and i found doing that on my phone means that i'm it's not conducive to editing and that's one of the common th- recommendations for writers is don't like write and edit at the same time so yep. i think naturally when you're on your phone and you're in the notes app you just you just do type and you don't correct stuff on the way because it's too much of a pain in the ass yeah. and you get through that and you actually then have written a blog post much easier much more quickly and then you then it's then when you go back to oh i need to like work on that blog post it's you feel much better because you're actually you've got something there on the page ready to edit not oh i've got to like finish it which is much more difficult to get motivation to do yeah yeah um, so. it's interesting i do that I'm always worried about like the wording of the sentence or whatever, instead yeah. of actually worrying about the content. Yeah, it's very much better to get get it out on paper and then worry about it. Yeah. In different different times, they're two very different sort of mental processes. Yeah, interesting. Apparently, it's a good point. Yeah, it is. I have seen an app actually that yeah it won't ever let you delete. So as you just type, oh, yeah. the words just sort of then disappear. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> just want to give having a sip. It's full of entertainment. Watch. Oh, you can oh, see. It's it. better if you don't put it on your tongue. You just swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite me on that. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. You can see all the emotions in his face change. <laughs> I'm going all dark. I'm not going anymore. Come yeah. soft, man. No. Oh, do, oh, do you want to check on Blueberry? No. <laughs> I can see if there's some blood in it. It won't be free, it won't be cold, but it'll be in the um I think I'll just have some water, to be honest. What have you been up to this week, Tom? Well, a lot of my time has been taken up uh sorting out some big news. Um so as you well know, Nick, um <laughs> this past Hopefully. week we've actually uh, the company Meanly has been acquired by Space. We did what? What did you tell me? <laughs> Space forty eight. Well, you know. Yeah, that 51%. Yeah. <laughs> I can do what I want. You fucking wish. <laughs> yeah, well, now I earn 0%. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a definitely a, a journey. We started, like, well, I joined Meanby. I joined Nick um, 2008, 2009, um, starting a Magento work. Don't know why you look over your watch. Yeah. Yeah, I never know what year it is. Yeah. yeah, so... So yeah, a good few years ago now, recognizing Magento was was going to be amazing. Jumped on board of that and graduated 2011, and just been kind of you know gradually growing our own pace, um, focusing on the, the technical side. So yeah, that's that we're mainly a development team, um, and certainly as both of us are computer scientists, one of the more difficult sides of the business has been working out 
how, how to run a business. Uh, we're, <laughs> not, we're not like the marketing side. We don't probably boast as much as we should do. Yeah. Um, a, sometimes the, the sales process can be, be more difficult. Um, we certainly have benefits out of that as well. Um, the fact that we are, um, there's fewer people in between the sales process and those that have the knowledge to implement. And that's certainly something that we found has benefited certain clients that are looking for, for that. Um, but particularly over, over the last year, we realized that it's kind of got to a point where one was sort of at a bit of a, a glass ceiling. So I wanted some support to kind of get it, get it further, both for our, ourselves and our own personal development, but as well as yeah. the kind of growth of, of, of the team. And yeah, certainly recognizing that we'd, we're doing some roles now that you know, it was, was fine for a, for a while, but some parts of our day to day lives we don't, we don't enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. and we're not, to be, to be frank, we're not very good at. Yeah. Um, and to be nice to, nice to be part of another team to get support in those areas and allow us to, uh, focus on things that we think we're good at. Um, and also I, I do really think it's going to be an opportunity for, for growth and like learning from, from another team. So, so that's when I've spoken to, to, uh, John and, and Tony from Space 48. Realized that was, yeah, a lot of, um, uh, common interests and, but also I think they've done, they've grown fantastically. They're based up in, in Manchester, very like well respected within kind of our Magenta mm-hmm. community. Um, so we knew that we like, it would be in a, like in a safe pair of hands and that we have like a common set of values. And that's really important for, for us going forward. Cause we're, you know, we're sticking around. We want to like continue doing great e-commerce work. Um, and yep. this is an opportunity to, to do that and really focus on, focus on it. I think they have a lot more experience on kind of the commercial aspect. I think they've got obviously a lot larger team, but also have a lot uh, a broader range of skill sets as well, which we can really benefit from. They they all benefit. Like they've got a great development team already, but we've got um, a lot of interesting R and D projects and a lot of internal tools that we've built. Mm-hmm. And I think both those tools themselves, as well as the people that that built them, really kind of help push like Space Forty Eight um, forward to, together. So so yeah, it's um it's yeah big news. Um, like obviously nervous, but excited at the same time. <laughs> so when did the conversation start then? Um, back in June-ish, in June, I think yeah. it was, maybe. So it's taken a fair, fair while. Um, admittedly, I had three months in Chicago, so that mm-hmm. kind of hurt the process a little bit. But yeah, it takes a while, and certainly the legal part of it takes a long time. And it's yeah. just back and forth. It's just like buying a house, really. You know, that that is something that you, yes. you you do. It takes a while. You can't really put your finger on why. It's just, you know, things happen one week, then to get a response, it, you're waiting until the next week and the back and forth between ourselves, um, Space 48, as well as, you know, the solicitors the themselves. It's, well, just, yeah. it's just a tire, tiresome process. Um, and there's a lot more depth to it than, excuse me, um, the buying a house. So, yeah, definitely. so yeah, it's, it has been slow going. Um, we were actually at a conference recently that Space 48 kind of started and put on mm-hmm. and developed a conference and it would have been a great opportunity to to announce it there but it's just like yeah you, you can't yeah. like rush these things it's just there are still things that need to be done um, so so yeah that, that that happened that was kind of a big deal nice yeah what about it's you fun, Nick? it's funny about the the timing and everything because I swear like at the end of June we were like cool let's do it and let's let's get the process yeah. going let's, yeah. let's finish, finish this up by the end of July <laughs> Yeah, what, November 16th was it? It finally, finally went through. So, yeah, it takes many months. I'm looking forward to working in a bigger team. I think that'll be quite cool. I think, yeah, as Tom said, we've got a lot of stuff to share and I think we'll learn a lot of stuff from them too. I like the, the fact that the guys that work for us are going to be able to work on bigger and more interesting projects now. Yeah. Something we've always struggled with at MIMB is actually getting more than one person on a project at once. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a tendency to feel very siloed and like not on your own on a project because you're always discussing it with other people and stuff, but actually collaborating with more than one person on a project is a very different experience than yeah. soloing it. It's much different when you're like working on the same project with someone else at the same time rather than feeling like you're interrupting because you need help with yeah. have a discussion about yeah, something. Exactly. Um, and also, if you're working on a project, having the backlog at that time only be yours is another kind of, you know, yeah. it works much better if you've got two people going through it because regardless of whether or not it's been agreed who's doing what up front, you know you just kind of, there's, you yeah. can see great progress going through the, through the list. So, yeah, so that's something that we've aimed for, um, but it's always been, you know, a struggle that we kind of take two steps forward, one step back yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm really happy now that I have experience selling a company and knowing what to expect and, yeah, just living it and talking with solicitors and having the sometimes awkward conversations with, with people to just get things progressed, I guess. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely difficult with me or you have the natural Britishness of, like, you know, maybe yeah. skirting around the edge of some discussions that yeah. are difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, being more straightforward is actually pulling the, the plaster off is the better way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I'm, I am looking forward to, again, the challenge, um, but the, like, integrating of the two companies. So, you know, neither, neither like, one of us want to, like, rock the boat. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we think that, like, there's a lot of mutual benefits by us being together, and um, that's not to say that that, that process in, in, in of itself is going to be going to be difficult yeah. and so we want to make sure that you know everyone's up to speed we spend time with everyone to kind of get their perspective of it and kind of give them as much feedback and information as we as we can and much encouragement that it's going to be all right and obviously space 48 want you know they want to work with us because they know that we're working working team mm-hmm. and we, we've got this far yeah. and so there's a lot of respect there already um and then it's working out gradually how do we how do we yeah get the the economic economies of, of scale of those two teams working together, how you manage, you know, we're already a little bit remote because we have one dev remote, um, and we quite often, you know, working with clients of video calls and things. So yeah. we're, we're kind of set up that way, but I think it's still going to be another level working with, you know, essentially a Manchester and a Bath office. And yep. uh, at what point is the, their opportunities to actually work kind of cross off, cross office on projects? How much do we want to do that? Or is it still make a lot of sense just to try and keep projects uh, within an office? Um, obviously there's going to be opportunities when it comes to if you know we've got clients that are closer to them or they've got clients that are closer to this physical office then it makes sense to you know have people there so they you know meetings there and maybe i'll kind of you know, work with people work with clients that are closer to here so yeah, there's definitely changes gonna changes afoot and some new new challenges but yeah excited nice are you keeping maybe is like maybe brand staying or are you merging as no, it will be it will be sunsetting. Um, yeah. So we will become Space Forty Eight. So you're um, going to change the colour of the walls? Yeah, I'm going to have to repaint everything. Check <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Jeff> black. <laughs> Not sure, like quite what will happen with with the Meanby brand. It's, yeah. Um, there's there's. There have been conversations. There's definitely respect for for it, but it's not been confirmed. Yeah. There may be, you know, um, something called Mean B like within Space Forty Eight, or it might just be, you know, the, the it's something that we like really value because it's been mm-hmm. something that's been like, yeah, near and dear to Nick, my heart like for for many years. So it would be hard to completely get rid of. Um, yeah. But um, it would also be nice to draw a line under it. So it's hard to know what to do with with it. Um, so yeah. still got a lot of like you know a lot of people recognise it as well. Yeah. Within our very small niche community, anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, I was going to ask, like, how how do you handle this with your clients currently? Do they know now? Not currently. Not currently. So the plan is essentially to call them all tomorrow um, at yeah. the same time, or, or after 
talking through you know, yeah. it with all the employees. Um, so yeah, I want to give them all a call and just kind of go through it. But I also want, I do want to kind of prepare for some of the questions they might have and just uh, yeah, give them reassurance that you know, this is this is a good thing for, for both of us. Um, yeah. uh, and hopefully we'll be able to give you an even better, better service because of it. Yeah, so, definitely. Like, I'm sure we'll learn, learn things from, from doing that. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and how you, how you manage that. This is, this is the first time that, <laughs> first time that I've been bought out and the first time that they bought a company. So we're right. going to, we are going to do things wrong. I think that's, that's, that's definitely going to happen. Um, but as long as we're going into it with as much thought into the process as possible or as reasonable and then, um, reflecting afterwards in terms of, okay, what, what do we do right and what do we do wrong? Yeah. Not, um, you never know when that might be useful again. No, no. So, so yeah, big, big change. Nice. Did you get wasted? So wasted. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely it's like trying to think about your emotions is it's such a mix because you're nervous because you mm-hmm. don't know how it's going to work. You don't use however much due diligence they've done on us and we've done on them. You don't quite know how it's going to come out in the wash yeah. and how it's, um, what the, you know, we might have different priorities and they, they value some things about like us, but you know, what gets valued day to day. Um, we don't know quite how it's going to, what the employees feedback is going to be. We've got senior members that are already kind of aware of it. Yeah. But yeah, it might not be right for everyone. We want to give people opportunities. I think that's like our responsibilities. But we um, we also might need to kind of adjust some of their their roles if if they don't they doesn't, doesn't if it doesn't fit them. Yeah. And then obviously yeah, there's there's yeah pride that we've created something that someone else has has found of interest and they kind of respect um, what we've created and that's that's great. But yeah, I think there's still there a lot of nervousness just because there's so much up in the air and we're so new to the process and we just want it to work out. Yeah. Right. I might I think that you said the other day. It, you know when you buy a house and it takes so long so at the start of when you buy the house you're all excited and stuff and mm. then when it actually goes and this last paper's been signed you're, you're just like oh okay I've got a house now. yeah like, and, it's, and it's much it's, but it is still a much better experience once you have actually done all of that because you know there was a lot of excitement in the beginning and yeah. I think I feel that excitement coming back again mm-hmm. because there was a lot like that big period in the middle where you're just kind of going back and forth yeah. and like <laughs> essentially quibbling over like some of the, the small things. Yeah. Um, and I guess at that point, you still don't know. It could still collapse. Like, yeah. It, and you feel very protective over what you've, you've created. Yes. Um, um, and certainly when you're then talking about kind of the legal contracts and stuff, there, like you're, yeah. you're wanting to go in, into this with like the kind of most positive state of mind. But the, the very idea of legal contracts is you've got to prepare for the worst and you're preparing yourself for the worst. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to have conversations which aren't very like positive in nature. Yeah. Um, and so you don't want that to come across as like, oh, we're going to kind of disappear or, you know, this is what this situation we're planning for. It's more just a case of protecting everyone should yeah. the worst happen, which is precisely what contracts are for. So, so yeah, so certainly I think that's something that I've trying to trying to learn from. Um, but it's certainly, you know, it's hard to get excited during during that period where it's just like another week of another like question and email and call yeah. to, to discuss discuss. So now I've kind of at the end of the process I have a yeah, much more positive outlook on yeah, I get to tell tell everyone this week, I get to um, start actually working out what does how does my role change. Yeah. My role probably has a Biggest change, I think most people in the company will stay very similar. They might have mm-hmm. new people they talk to um, in, in Manchester. Because I'm a bit of a 
I kind of do a little bit of everything here. Yeah. I think some of the, those things I will be giving up and focusing my role a little bit more. Yeah. Um, still very like client facing, going to conferences and events and, and things, but, um, um, yeah, it hasn't quite worked. I haven't quite worked out what tasks I'm going to be kind of giving up and which ones are going to be staying. But I think that mine's the kind of the role that's going to change most. Yeah. Um, everybody else's yeah, kind of business as usual. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of kind of excitement and now I can actually have, we've had those conversations, but now I can actually sit down and get on, get in with them and see, See what see what changes. Mm-hmm. Um, see what opportunities. I'm sure I'll be going up to Manchester a bit more often. Yeah, nice. So it's like starting a new job, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You're gonna get first day kisses. Probably not first day. <laughs> <laughs> Iron your trousers. <laughs> well, that's the still the benefit of being in the bath. Like the, the boss, quote unquote, isn't in the office. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. Was, was there anything that was like, I guess, way harder than you were expecting it to be, or way more complicated? Due diligence. There's a lot of due diligence. Mm. Uh, accounting there's a lot of accounting what was I don't know if I'm going to be able to say the word what, is, what was your due diligence for to, for, for their company um, so we have to fuck what was it like you mean what like because they, their due diligence is checking our accounts Obviously, you mean yeah. what did we check oh, yeah Look, my, when I mentioned that, I was I was more referring to um, obviously they're stuck on company's house and whatever, but I was more referring to due diligence of whether or not they have they really have the right values as us. Um, yeah, and okay. I try it because you know you you start off and you have a call and you decide like you have the initial chat and like oh well, yeah we're both interested in this. Yeah. There's not really a set thing you're then aiming towards mm-hmm. in terms of then confirming this is definitely want to do. It's just a case of you you spend time together asking questions, working out how they approach things, how we approach things, um, and just try to kind of understand their 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 mentality and their is, is the value system really. Yeah. I guess the same as like hiring. You just looking mm. for those sort yeah. of certain things yeah. that click well and Yeah, and we do think like they're obviously they're they're different from us, but they, they share enough of the values and um that, that we think that, that we think it can work. Um we really respect like right looking forward to meeting more of their their team members but i i know a few of them already yeah. uh, spent time with them so uh re- yeah respect respect their team um, already nice would you do it again i'll sell a company yeah uh yeah i would i mean there's, there aren't very many negatives of uh, uh like a part of the process yeah. i think if i started a company again in the distant future i would definitely have my my ducks in a in a row in terms of accounting and due diligence and stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, yeah, have they all um, sort of prepared? Yeah, I'm part of that laziness, like, throughout the years. But, yeah, why not? Yeah, ask us again in 12 months. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, you always want to, I think, whatever stage of company you're at, you always, when you when it does come to sell, you always wish you were, like, a little bit further down your, like, uh, business plan, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because you know that if you're another, you know, if only it was another year on, or if only it was another two years on, we would be at this stage in that stage, yeah. and you know, I could exit for for more or whatever. Um, and just being more proud of what you've been able to do by by yourself. And it's always, it always feels like there's fewer steps to achieve that than there probably are in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's certainly part of me like it would, you know, we were bigger last year, um, and we've kind of shrunk a little bit. Yeah. Um, difficulty with kind of Magento is kind of move platform to Magento 2 and um, you know we've had the the challenge of trying to get work for that also being cautious about not taking it on too, too early because mm-hmm. the platform itself wasn't really yeah. ready I guess to put it frankly and um, clients and merchants know that as well so 
spoken to plenty of people that have like moved to Shopify uh, spoken which is why we're we're kind of experimenting with that for certain yep. uh, certain uh, scenarios where that is is the right right yep. decision so we've kind of had to move our business towards that learn that um, and also some people just kind of delaying their web projects for a little while uh, from some of the people that I've spoken to so that's been certainly the challenge of the last year and I think if yeah, if we'd either made the decision earlier or we decided to stick at it for um, ourselves a bit longer, then we would have, like the business itself would have been in a different position. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, definitely things I, you could, we could do differently. Um, but I think ultimately we just decided that we want to enjoy like our day to day lives more and running it, like starting and running a, like a business as, you yeah. know, even just like working for yourself is there are challenges to it. And there's some things you just, you do because they're, they just fall under your, your responsibility, mm-hmm. not because you enjoy yeah. them. And there's only a certain amount of that that you can do before you kind of like, well, one way of doing that is growing so you can put those, those responsibilities under someone else. Yeah. Um, but that's something that we've, we've struggled to do, particularly on, I think we were late to the realization of how much we should have valued marketing, uh, and getting someone else involved in that. And it's also like, I, I think I've struggled in terms of, um, and like learning because I'm very good at just kind of being disciplined and put myself to a task. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it a little bit difficult working out which like true things do I really enjoy? Which ones do I, yeah. there's still, there's, there's still part of like programming development that I really love because I love just disappearing for a few hours and just kind of getting in the flow of it. Yeah. But there are other parts of like going to conferences and presenting, uh, presenting and doing blog posts that I really enjoy as well. Cause I really enjoy that, that thought process, the going through and thinking through ideas and then getting like formulating them, putting them down on paper and yeah. like spreading that knowledge. I really enjoy that. And those two tasks are quite, opposing because mm-hmm. one uh well they both require a lot of quiet time but then one of them definitely requires a lot more kind of going out there and being in front of people yeah. um, so it's working out i'm still working out which which tasks i enjoy um, and also the balance between them so i quite enjoy going to the sales meeting and discussing what's why what's possible what's feasible yeah what's practical um but at the same time it's hard doing that if you've got like three or four very different tasks also, also on your plate so it's about that kind of time management that i've had to kind of get get a bit used to as well yeah I guess this also means that we've lost a, a forecast uh, customer. Well, this is because they use Fusion, do they? they maybe you could uh, and give them a good discount. Well, we might be supporting that soon. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. Working on well, I'll definitely recommend you, uh, you get zero integration in there. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. Was it something you ever had? I know, like with, with Riot, like your previous agency, was it ever something you had an opportunity to do? Because you chose to, to, to shut down, which is yeah. a valid way of going as um, well. Yeah, we had actually quite early on. Um, so we used to do a lot of web work for what used to be called Njimoku, which okay. used to be a games company. And they were based in San Francisco. They now bought, bought by Dina, DNA? D- mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, they were interested in basically buying us. But it was obviously it was just a, a quite high sort of thing. Basically, because we did all their web work. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, how does a company in San Francisco not find de- uh, designers and developers <laughs> to build their website and stuff like they that? They were too yeah. busy building a next social network. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, so basically they were just quite interested in, in that. So like, we had the initial talks, like, with the founders and stuff. Mm-hmm. But really, like, we'd have had to, like, just shut up shop, move there, et cetera. It was, oh, like, okay. that sort of right. deal. And yeah, and their work, as I understand it, their work wasn't necessarily where your none of your aspirations were in terms of the kind of work that you wanted to take on. Either. No, for us, that was it was easy work that paid well, and it was like a good baseline of income for riots. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was never 
was definitely like, yeah, this is this is our thing. Like, yeah, this is um, this is where your passion lies. Yeah, so it would have been. I it's weird because it at the first when they first start talking to you about it, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that someone wants to buy you, yeah. and then when you think about it more, and you just like, actually, this I don't want to do when this. You get over the like flattery. Yes, yeah, it is flattery to begin with, and then you just got the feel that yeah, you just be sort of absorbed and. Yeah, it, I guess we weren't super interested in the company either. Yeah, there's got to be the alignment there. Like we benefit yes. from like they're doing exactly the same as us. Yeah. Um, um, so and there's like there's a lot of crossover. Whereas that's that's kind of a much more of a relinquish control and focus on one part of yes. the business. I think it would have been work. totally different if it was a really awesome another sort of company that was very similar to us to do like product build products for startups and stuff, yeah, which yeah. is what we were focusing on. And we got to keep our team and stay where we were and stuff. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been like way more. Yes, that's if this all looks good, then yeah, why not? But uh, yeah, but that was the closest, and that was like that was one crazy night out in this gin bar. Where I had the worst hangover the next morning ever. And so Hector as well. And they offered to buy your company when you were drunk. So maybe, maybe the offer wasn't real. Well, I think that was like the sort of uh, I don't know what the right word would be. Like the greasing of it, like because they had got all the founders of the company there and was oh, okay. all like drinking. They were buttering so. you up. Is what you're trying to say? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> greasing. Is that what I said? You said greasing. Yeah. Oiling. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. that as close as we've been. Yeah. Um, Would you ever build a company to sell? No. No. Would you with the only idea that it would sell? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't like. That's such a gamble. That feels like such a gamble, though. Like you know, because who knows if it is actually going to be people are going to want to buy it. Oh yeah, true. But that's that's with any any company, right? Yeah. Yeah. One advantage, one advantage, regardless of whether or not you do sell or not, of going like with that approach is that you're probably going to have a little bit more objectivity in terms of the what's actually valuable, uh, yeah. rather than keeping it as a pet project and doing far it, less attached to yeah, like because mm-hmm. you're emotional towards it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, get your processes in early, get that documented. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, we, I think I would as well. And even like the you know the side projects that we we talk about, like I some of those I I would go in with that in mind, even if it was like a you know not not I'm not, I don't yeah. Yeah. I rarely go into projects like that thinking oh, I want to be the next like unicorn or yeah. even like turning over millions. But I don't suppose there's really ever going to be a project that I think I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That so therefore yeah. I should. Yeah, I should create it to yeah. a point where yeah. I think like I can do it to the best of my ability, and I get some of the the earnings back from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the good in- investor methodology has got to be like get out when you can get the most money. Um, um, that might be someone else can grow it to bigger than you. Yeah, that doesn't mean you could have done it by yourself either. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you continue as part of that team, or whether or not you you check out. Yeah. But yeah, I think I would certainly not the what I went into Mean B doing. Mean B was you know started at university. I thought it was my best opportunity at the time for personal growth and i guess like looking back on it it's probably you know very much the same as the decision that we're taking like now it's the it's the best opportunity i've kind of uh, not learning so much day to day as as i was and yeah. so i think this is another kind of um opportunity to 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 learn more, a lot more at a faster rate just get, just because of the wealth of like new experiences and opportunities yeah. that are going to come come my way now uh, i think that's that's a really, really good thing i'm looking forward to that's nice. well Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Well, I won't drink the beer, but... <laughs> Dink. Cheers. <laughs> Dude, I've almost finished it. I'm glad you're enjoying it, guys. 
Sorry. This is one that is is growing on me now. Yeah. It's not as not it's as bad as the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too sweet. Like. Maybe I just see the 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 goal is to finish it and that's <laughs> yeah. ignoring everything yeah, else. You're just, you're just proud of yourself. <laughs> Look at me go. I'm gonna buy one of those for the house. The Western digital things. Oh yeah. Yeah, apparently they have plaques for installed in them. They've won. Yeah, plaques. Oh yeah, the media stream yeah. stuff. Oh, is that a hard drive? Yeah. Nice. Eight terabytes. Nice. Right away. Two two discs, four G four G each. What'd you keep on it? Time machine backups. Oh. Doesn't Did work. Do you actually them? No. no. Just maximize the yeah. I figured that Time Machine would do its thing yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Which is not work for the most part. So did you put everyone, is everyone backing up to it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll start to do and then it has this problem. Um, when multiple people are using Time Machine to a single drive, regardless of the size of the drive, like, mm-hmm. it struggles when it comes to managing space because, you know, it manages like multiple revisions yeah. and it kind of consumes the like, space that's available in the drive. Yeah. That algorithm doesn't seem to work very well when multiple people are running Time Machine on the same oh, device. Right. So it doesn't like um, At least that's my hypothesis because you get to a point where after a month or so, you'll get a message saying, oh, Time Machine needs to, like, your backup is corrupted, needs to start again and do a fresh. Because normally it'll do, like, one big backup and it'll be incremental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after a month, it'll say, oh, your core backup is corrupt, we need to start again. And, and uh, we've had multiple people in the office that, that has done that. Interesting. So, yeah, the Time Machine to OneDrive thing doesn't really, didn't really work very yeah. well. So, yeah. I think it's a case of we've got that process and I've seen that message a few times and my hunch is that people probably aren't backing up but mm-hmm. most of our stuff is web anyway and um, it was a case of like this is for disaster recovery like someone can get up and running very quickly but with with Docker, with Atlassian, with Slack, with like Gmail, there's Dropbox, Dropbox there's, there's very few things that are actually like on the, the device itself and yeah. I'm sure there'll be some code that's lost, but we've always, like, we are pushing every day anyway, at least that's what yeah. we recommend to people. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I reckon I could get up and running in a couple of hours from buying a fresh laptop. Yeah, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do all the stuff at the beginning. Like, you kind of, you wouldn't have a full list of things, but I could get, I could get up and running with, yeah. you know, if, if you're doing a project, you need, essentially all you, the only dependency you need for, for work is a browser and Docker. Like, yeah. And the OSSH keys, Adam Bitbucket, Clone Dome. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're away. And that's one of the benefits of that. Yeah, yeah. I use um, Backblaze, but just because it's just so convenient. Yeah, key sponsor us. I think that Backblaze is something that Nick uses, yeah, and it's yeah. one of the, the biggest con- biggest consumers of our internet. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. I think it. I wonder if it used to be when I was here as well. It must have been because yeah. Oh yeah, you, you were uploading every one of your iOS builds every <laughs> twenty seconds. Yeah, um, stupid bug. No, Backblaze is cool because you can order a hard drive, I think. Like yeah. If, um, if yeah. it does go Python, then... <laughs> but then that, kind of, that defeats the object to a certain degree because uh, that would be a much slower than I could get up and running again. Unless you like it's next day of delivery, I guess. Yeah, but, no, it is. And you can always go in and pick the files you want. Like if you want something yeah, yeah. specific or you could download them. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you've got terabytes, then probably yeah. quicker to 24 hour. Yeah. yeah. I have used back- Backblaze in the past and it was, it was good. Just, yeah. Haven't done it so much recently. Yeah, just yeah, it's like five bucks I think a month, unlimited. Yeah, space. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I guess, it's just nice to have it set and forget. Yeah, I haven't tried their B two stuff yet. Their S three alternative. No, me neither. Um, it's like a fraction of the cost of S three as well. Yes, and I hear that you got your your iPhone finally. Oh yeah, 
Yep, Ouch came early. So now you get to see what the, the like, line at the bottom and how to swipe up, not just from your imagination. It's actually been quite interesting because, so because obviously there's no home button, so to get out of apps, you basically swipe up from the bottom. And I've, I'm finding myself using that in apps to dismiss certain screens. Um, so if like an app was to bring a screen over the top, mm-hmm. I'm now like swiping up to try and go away. Yeah, basically try and dismiss <laughs> it. But if the, the app like most like doesn't support it, basically right. they, they haven't built it. Oh, so that's what you can you can do. So some apps are doing so you can. No, I guess it's it just, just like the apps that bring up. If they bring up an image over the top and you can throw it away. Oh and yes, that sort of, like Twitter. Like, and that sort yeah, of Twitter people right. have that sort of thing. But now because it's that sort of. That's that now closes your app. That so movement the, thing is now the accidental closed Chrome. Yeah, like oh crap. So I'm quite. Uh, yeah, so I think it'd be interesting to see if more apps, rather than trying to swipe, a lot of like they'll do like the sheet will come over the top and then you pull down like like on um, Overcast, the now playing screen comes over the top and you used to be able to swipe it down. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if things will now go the other way where you can sort of just swipe it up to get rid of it and that will mm-hmm. come down. Rather than yeah. sort of come out. Anything, anything nice in the first few days with having that on, having that phone? The Face ID has actually been very, really impressed with it. It's been yeah. super nice, actually. Um, it's interesting how, because every time it fails, it sort of learns. Um, so when I first sort of trained it, I was how it, they tell you, you just look at it, you look around, it's in a yeah. circle and stuff. But then when I, if I'm, if it's, if it's on my desk, when I first started, it didn't quite always get me. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't always like it. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, a couple of like errors, but then it like it learns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's impressive how just how quick it is. That you just I I now just get my phone out and swipe up to open it, and by the time I've done that, it's unlocked and it's, yeah. it's letting me in. Yeah, and I've been it was a good excuse to play. So with the I've been building the forecast iOS app, um, and I've added like sort of the touch ID or face ID protection to that. Yeah. So yeah, it was quite, quite easy. Like, I've never used that API before, but it was actually incredibly easy. So yeah, well done, Apple. Well done. But yeah, I do like the phone. It, it's because um, of how it, the glass at the back is like way grippier than, and even though it's bigger, it, I feel like I'm not going to chop it. Oh, really? Because the older ones are so, I don't know, so... <laughs> Slippy? Yeah, they're like... Use, use your words, Rich. <laughs> it's not slippy as in like oil slippy, it's uh, dry smooth. slippy, isn't it? Yeah, smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. could have picked a correct start podcast. English. <laughs> Get in your handy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very common. You knew exactly what you meant, what I meant. Wag wham. <laughs> uh, inappropriate content. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the other thing with the iPhone X, I noticed having. 10. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Whatever. Having one. Uh, played with yours is uh, it's funny now how it's like two handed phone. Mm-hmm. In that like command center is what top right. So you've got to swipe yeah. down top right to yeah. get that down. Which you can kind of do with one hand, but the other one on the left to bring notifications. Oh yeah, yeah, out. true. Yeah. So yeah, it's on the. They've decided now that yeah, it's not a one handed thing anymore. Right. Yeah, and, and you hate my hot corners on my Mac. Yeah, it's because you've got stupid configuration for it. <laughs> Interesting, when you, when you set it up and it has, it's kind of explaining the gestures to you. Yeah. The video actually has a person using both hands to really? pull, pull down from the top. I guess yeah. it looks nicer on a, on a video rather than well, I want to carry on shuffling around. using one hand in bed and then dropping it on my face. <laughs> I've done that so many times. Ow. 
That's why he's got he's got a little hand now that sort of holds it for him. The claw. <laughs> Sorry, what? Best purchase ever. <laughs> what is the claw? It's you. I mean, I told you about this. No. Uh, so it's got Toy Story Two in my head now. <laughs> there's there's essentially this bit of bendy metal. On one side there's a clamp. You got a selfie stick for the bed. That clamps. No, idiot. <laughs> that clamps on like the wood or like the um, uh, bed frame. Yeah. And then bendy metal that you just position where you want, and then there's a little claw that you put your phone in. So that's it, amazing. It's it basically a selfie stick. It just holds it there. That's amazing. And you can fall asleep watching Rick and Morty or whatever the fuck you want to watch. It's good. Good. One of the best pictures I've ever made. They do yeah. it for iPads as well, but I can't imagine how. Oof. Strong uh, yeah. iPad, doing that with the iPad would remind me of Wally. The yeah, film. <laughs> that is. The, it's very similar. <laughs> the fact is, sitting in this chair with those very iPads. <laughs> yeah. Have you taken a selfie of it? Yeah. Go, <laughs> going to bed. Hashtag lol. Handy. <laughs> oh, so I, I understand this is what Snapchat is for. Maybe I should go on Snapchat so you can send me your your, your Snapchat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you going to bed? Bye, Tom. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Night, Nick. Night. Oh, I can't wait to stop running a company with this dude. <laughs> what else do we have on this? Side project marketing. That was something that you found on Indie Hackers the other day. There was a guy that made something. <laughs> I'm basically describing the side project like marketing. Indie Hackers as well. Yeah, um, there's a guy that made something, but in order to promote his side project, he wrote an ebook that he sold for. 99 bucks. That's right, yeah. And ended up making 50k selling that yeah. ebook. I've seen that story multiple times on Indie Hacking News as well as other places that um, creating courses uh, yeah. is a very good way of um, making money. I mean, Udemy and that sort of stuff, I guess, yeah, that is viable for some people, but even just having a, a book series uh, or a article series um, or a video series that you man- create and manage yourself, yeah. um, you know, starting out as side projects, just very niche things, sometimes that works. I've also seen stories where it's not worked. They tried, I think the most recent one was a, a course on Laravel, which didn't work out. Um, but then you're also competing at that point, you're competing against Laravel, I guess. So yeah. that's a hard thing to do. Uh, but there was a guy most recently on Indie, Hack- Indie Hackers, which was describing, I think it was like he's done a lot of side project experiments and none of them worked out. And then mm-hmm. he wrote a book or well, a video series and an article series on creating software as a startups and what, what <laughs> you, um, sorry, start. Software as a service and how you, what technology we use, how do you do that to get up, up and running quickly? Yeah. And it's just his tips of, um, yeah, get up and running really quickly so you don't have to build everything. And that's been his most successful thing. Really so nice. Even though he hasn't actually had success at the startup business himself. Um, irony. So was that video content or book? I'm not entirely sure. It was uh, just an article I was reading. So I just knew the topic, not, not the medium. Yeah. But, um, so that's when you were saying earlier about doing doing a course yeah. I think that is a good way of like it's another one of those yeah do these other it's essentially just being useful to people so content marketing yes, yeah. like if you just write a bunch of blog posts just because that's the thing to do and you just tick the box of doing it then you, you know you'll get some but you don't really get much engagement yeah whereas all of these other things are because you're actually trying to do something that it really values um, your niche and so no, with with Meanby, we did side projects because we had a real interest, and that was like very valuable to other teams as, mm-hmm. as well. And so that's why it gets reputation. So yeah, much like kind of getting in a good position on the web and just being successful as an agency, like you can you can try all these shortcuts, but it essentially comes down to just like being valuable to to your clients yeah. in as like multiple ways, multiple opportunities to get in front of them as well. So yeah, the course sounds good. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Also been doing partnerships with people as well, yeah. Where we basically give them try and find something 
companies that have something in common with it, like freelancers or small businesses and stuff, and then give them a really good discount. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just way that they can, I guess, for them, they can give it as a benefit to their customers. And like, these are things that we can give you our customers because, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's worked out quite well for us. Um, I use this insurance for my freelancing called Jack with Jack. Dr.UK, little plug there. And um, yeah, so we've partnered with them. So on their benefits, they give forecast with oh, really? like 50% off for six months. That's pretty good. Moving um, quickly, dude. That's cool. Yeah, so it's, it's quite nice to. Um, yeah, we've got. That's our first one. Yeah. No one else has responded to my emails, though. Yeah, well, you can have your conversion <laughs> rate. Some people aren't going to respond, but yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. It, I'm one in five at the moment, so. That's, I take that. It's all right. Twenty cent conversion. People would kill for that. <laughs> so, what's the the plan for the next two weeks on forecast? Then see where we can judge and see whether or not you got there. Is it case of getting oh, a couple don't of do, don't do that. couple of blog posts? <laughs> oh, couple yeah, of blog posts. Not focus. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the second question is: What's Nick got to get done in the next two weeks? <laughs> well, I believe you're not trying to do the zero thing. Um, but I yeah. think some is that like a foundation? Yeah, I think that's like a long-running sort of background yeah. job. Um, Finally got unit tests in last week, so that was fun. Nice, but yeah, that, that actually, I should have done it at the start. It makes it a lot easier to. It was the like most common library for doing like unit tests in uh, Rails. Rails ships with mini test. Okay. Um, yeah, it's similar to PHP unit from my uh, background. Yeah, yeah. Um, very similar. Hasn't got like the assertion library is really small, but you don't really need a big one. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm running controller tests are really easy, and you write them in a really similar way to how you write the unit tests as well. Right. Yeah, like anything other than Magento is so easy to test. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a topic for another day, I think. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Apparently, Magento 2 is easy to test, but apparently, I've been lied to before. It's all, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the nice thing about working with Rails is it's all there, ready for you. You just got to do it. Yeah. No decisions to make. That's nice. Yeah. It is nice. So yeah, I'm gonna abstract a lot of the free agent specific stuff into forecast specific things. Yeah. To make it easier to plug in zero, fresh books. All that jazz. All that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the RSAP is pretty much finished, so is that a one pager again? Pretty much reproduces the website then it. Yeah. Two pages. I'm saying stick in a web view. No. <laughs> <laughs> You basically, yeah, you basically got your... Sacrilege, isn't it? I know, I insult you every time I say that. <laughs> so fucking rude. <laughs> um, you basically got your clients lists, which you have on the website, yeah. and you've got your, de- your burnt rate and stuff like that. And how, then, big, how big is the download? Um, I don't actually know yet. Meg. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try and make it as large as possible. Uh, <laughs> 4K cut images. It, it should be tiny, because I've only got a couple of small icons and shit. Yeah. So. Have you had to pull in any dependencies? Um, only my usual ones, like one that I used to make laying out stuff, and the data stored offline as well. So I use Realm for that. That's pretty much it. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. So that should be launching, and then get these blog posts. Yeah. Yeah. We should start to see because we're coming to the point now where our first lot of customers are coming towards the end of their uh, free month. So we'll see if they sign up. Yeah. Good opportunity to get feedback as well. Yes. Yeah. Because I do, I email every time we sort of release a big feature, like we yeah. released referrals the other day. Um, and I always say at the bottom, like, please tell us your feedback, but actually you don't get anything. No. 
No. Do you get like, um, is it through MailChimp or something to get open like accounts and things like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always been pretty good actually. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. um, it's n- I've always been quite impressed. Oh so, well, good yeah. luck then. Good luck for the next two weeks. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know how it yeah, goes. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, pub. Yep. Pub. Let's do it. Bye. <laughs> so long. You can't come with us. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. I'm going to have a nice beer now. Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Cool, new intro. Oh, shit. Nick just makes it too easy, doesn't he? Oh, well. Thanks very much for getting all the way to the uh, hour mark. You were treated there for, for your trials and tri- tribulations. Catch us on Twitter and all the usual places, NickJ89, Red Davis and Bobby Shaw. Leave us an iTunes review because that would be marvellous. Otherwise, have a good couple of weeks and we'll see you then. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>